what it do, baby booze. Welcome to the Furry Thoughts Podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It is your girl, Penny and Nancy, back at it again with another episode. I am recording live from the game room of our apartments, um, and it's a pretty-ass day. The sun is finally coming outside, and it's been super cold and rainy. Last week was just really cold and rainy, um, but... This week, the weather is beautiful. It's glorious. If you live in New York City, make sure you take advantage of these days and go outside. Although they say that next week is going to be 28 degrees again, so don't be fooled. Today is 50, so it's feeling pretty good outside. Make sure y'all step out. I know a lot of us work from home, and taking a walk always is great. Go out with your friends, like let loose, stop isolating, go outside, okay? But yeah, so... This week, it is just me. I hope you guys enjoyed last week with Reggie Conquest. Shout out to him. Um, I do want to mention that he is on Abbott Elementary. He's on Abbott Elementary with Quinta Brunson. I believe that's ABC. And, you know, they're both from Philly, so that's really, really dope. And he plays a funny cafeteria guy. Reggie is really hilarious on there. Um, From the clip that I saw, I need to watch the full episode. So shout out to my boy, Reggie for doing his damn thing he he be acting he be acting shout out to you reggie so yeah let's get into my updates for this week told you about the weather and oh i have a really great update when it comes to work so as you guys know i work with the un um the economic commissions of africa and i came up with a really dope creative concept for international woman and Girls Sciences Day tomorrow. So I just got word that the concept and the video and everything will be on display in Dubai for the Dubai Expo 2020, which is a huge international expo that's happening in Dubai. Um, And of course, the UN has a hub in the expo, and they have different like art pieces and just different Um, installations and things like that and my concept that I created will be on display tomorrow for women and girls in in science day and it's all about highlighting African women scientists and of course encouraging the youth and the new um, comers when it comes to STEM so I was like yo that's very much so lit I wish it wasn't COVID happening because I would be in Dubai right now that was really exciting, and um, those were that was something at work that I kind of just went out and on the limb and did on my own. I was like, "Oh, I have a concept!" Like, and I pitched it. And so, pitch your things. Like, try everything. Do everything, even in your job, if you have the capacity to kind of just or have an idea. You don't have to just strictly go by whatever is happening. Like, go outside the box, and you never know what can happen when it comes to that. So I'm super excited. And also, shout out to all the women in STEM. Um, Tomorrow is International Women and Girls in Science Day. So shout out to all of y'all who are good at math because I sure as hell ain't. Now, I'm good at biology. I was like bio queen, okay? But STEM is a no bueno for me. So any woman who's in that, it's a very much so male-dominated industry, and especially in Africa. So the concept that I had was just like super dope. Hopefully um, I can share it after they share it so that y'all can see and 
Yes, it was a really good like small work win in a sense. Um, and it's very exciting. That is an update. So let's go ahead and get into our pen pal letters. Okay, so for pen pal letters, y'all know what to do. Email me, penny, period, anasty, gmail.com, or send me a quick DM, and I will be sure to answer your question on the podcast. So for this one, it says, Dear Penny, he did nothing for me for Valentine's Day. Granted, we aren't official and haven't really talked about what stage we are in this dating phase, but for some reason, I'm feeling some type of way. What should I do? Okay, well, happy Valentine's Day to you. Um... You are not alone in this whole situation. I think this happens to a lot of people who don't really know where they are with someone. I think it's a sticky thing and people want to say that Valentine's Day is a marker of like knowing where you stand with someone, but I don't think I agree with that because one, some people don't really put that much weight on Valentine's Day. Two, some people really don't want to, if they don't know where the relationship is going, Doing something for Valentine's Day could be misleading, maybe, and that's not good either. So some people kind of just avoid the whole thing as a whole and circle back afterwards until things are known. And I don't know, for me, I would rather have a Valentine who is really my Valentine, not just someone who did something for me just because we're talking or we are, you know, being intimate or whatever. I think that anyone reaching out to say Happy Valentine's Day or whatever is really cool and cute. But really, this kind of goes down to communication and where people are and like knowing where you stand with someone, you know, or else this wouldn't even be a question, I'm thinking. So, sis, that's what you need to figure out. Like, where do you stand with this guy? What is the gray areas? Especially if you feel some type of way that he didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. You obviously like him and wanted him to kind of step up for Valentine's Day, and he did not. And he might not even be aware if that that's what you're on. So I do want to say to communicate. Communicate because you guys are obviously not on the same page if he does not know what you need, and you are feeling some type of way. Now, what I kind of wanted to say about Valentine's Day, I just saw a lot of, I want to say, like, bitterness in the air for Valentine's Day on Twitter and Instagram or whatever, not in the real world, but on on online world, which we should get out of that a lot of the times. But, yeah, don't be bitter. I think a lot of the bitterness comes from wanting someone or wanting something that isn't, hasn't manifested itself yet. Don't put too much weight on on it, you know, and just focus on who you're interested in, the way that they make you feel. And if they make you feel like your best self, then that's really what matters. And if they don't, then get out of there. Truly get out of there because you will never be the right person for like the wrong relationship or you will never be good enough for the person that's not your person. I definitely don't think to give up on, you know, what you want, but also be smart and know what you're worth, know your self-worth and focus on if you like people, not if they like you, if that makes any sense. And you shouldn't have to do the most or prove that you are 
worthy of someone's commitment and love. You should not have to do any of that. Who you are is who you are. Of course, I believe in putting work in to make relationships work because that is a for sure thing and putting work in to even build these connections during dating to even see if a relationship is in that future. And if you feel like you're not getting what you need from a relationship, voice your opinions, I mean, voice your concern with that person. And if they want to stay in your life, they will compromise or want to change a little, a little bit don't change someone's character and who they are. Some people just aren't compatible. That's another story. But if someone wants to be in your life in that way, they will do what is necessary to continue to build that bond and relationship. And if they're not doing that, that is a clear sign that quite possibly it is not all the way there for them the way that it is for you. And that's okay because that's life. So, yeah, girl, um, I saw this really cute quote. It said, Keep your heart soft, but your boundaries strong. So figure out those boundaries of what makes you feel comfortable in this situation and go from there. For change this week, I want to talk about Conway the Machine. So Conway the Machine is a rapper from Buffalo, New York. And he is a brother to West Side Gun and cousin of Benny Butcher and a member of Griselda Records. He's ultimately an insane lyricist. Of course, if you are familiar with Griselda Records, you know insane lyricist, storyteller, who has an album coming out called God Doesn't Make Mistakes. I attended his birthday party and the listening party, and I am just really much so intrigued with his story, and I have been. Outside of spending um, some of his life in prison, he was also shot in the face, which left him paralyzed and with a muscle weakness that is known as Bell Palsy. And what's insane is that the weakness in his face is what makes for such an intriguing sound for him and as opposed to like mumble rap where people intentionally don't insinuate their words Conway literally lets the words fall out of his mouth and it's like an open-ended draw it's a very unique sound that is very much so unique to him and I was watching his interview with Angie Martinez and he was talking about his life and everything like that it was kind of in a sense the things that would break in that would have broken someone down is what ended up serving him. And the album is called God Doesn't Make Mistakes. So it was like a very big lesson in all of that. Because because of his ailment, there's so many people who are disabled and who do have different ailments, whether it's from injury, whether it's from being disabled, they can see themselves in him and he has made a name for himself. He is a great artist and it's just really inspirational to see people push through odds like that it's like you think you're having a bad day or you think you have a bad life nah and the belief he also had in himself to be that confident in a room some people can't even be confident in a room with a bad haircut won't go outside with a bad haircut and he said he kind of built that confidence and it was not easy at all in the Angie Martinez interview, he mentioned 
you know, when it was time to be out and about or do interviews, in his head, he was super fearful. He was like, he hated the way that he looked. He acted confident. He overcompensated because he had to, in a sense. And he truly believed in himself. What happened to him and everything ended up being one of the most refreshing and inspiring parts of his story ended up inspiring others. Quite frankly, if you're really into hip-hop, it's going to be like a really refreshing story. It's a really refreshing story in the industry, too. So much love to Conway the Machine. God Doesn't Make Mistakes will be out on February 25th. Make sure you listen, cop that, and listen to his old stuff and just get really familiar if you are not yet. So we're going to move on to our next segment, which will be my two cents so for my two cents today i really wanted to talk about different ways you can check in on your friends and your family and your people because y'all know it's been a time out here for the past two years it's been very uncovering people have been going through a lot and and the whole check on your strong friends thing is very much so cliche to me these days People just say that and really don't check on people. And I kind of realize why people don't check on people is because it can be uncomfortable, especially if it's not like a normal thing that you do or that, um, you know, you and your friends do. It can be uncomfortable to be like, yo, what's up? Are you good? How are you? And not just like a normal, how are you? So I was trying to really find through research different ways that we can check on people, different ways to say it. Um, just different actions, and I really didn't come across anything yet. So I'm not going to even sit here and act like I did, but what I did come across or the revelation I did come to is just do it. Like however it comes off, it's going to feel weird because we aren't used to doing that, but just ask. Just say, how are you? I'm checking on you, seeing how you're feeling, seeing if you're okay, and make sure that it's genuine and you really do care. And let that be that. And your friend will might might open up. They might not. But I know that even if you they even if you don't feel like they are receiving or reciprocating whatever you check in on them or letting or and even if they're not really letting you know how they feel and you know that the act of you caring to even check means so much to people. Trust me, I've been there before, and I really do appreciate the friends who back a couple years ago who didn't give up on just hitting me up and didn't give up on wanting like calling me, you know, and not did not take it personal that I didn't call right call back right away or text back and they just kept doing it because they they're my friends, not because they want anything back from me, but because they are my friends and want to check on me. And I think that goes a long way just holding space for people and just being there for people. Don't try to te- TED talk them or Give them a whole spill on how they can feel better or, or even if you probably don't even know what they're going through. Like that's for their therapist or whoever, you know, whoever. I think I was listening to the read and Kid Fury was just talking about how one of the best things that he received when he wasn't feeling too good was his friend just sending him like a Postmates gift card. Like nigga food. Like that's what I want. I don't want to hear your psychological theory on what I'm going through or what you think or assume I'm going through. 
I pay, he, he was like, I pay a therapist hundreds of, hundreds of dollars for that, which is like facts. But I do, I am hungry. That's one thing I, that we are, we are going to do. We going to eat. So yeah, like little things like that. And just to show people that you care and it, it will feel uncomfortable, especially if you and your friend group aren't used to doing that or you and whoever you're checking on aren't used to really checking on each other. It can feel weird, but F that shit, like I don't care because just everything that's going on, suicide is literally at an all time high and not to say that anything is that serious, but people are not feeling like themselves and I will be okay with feeling awkward or whatever the case may be to check on someone that I care about. That's just what I kind of came to and I just pushed through that and I'm by no means perfect in that aspect in any way there's so many people that I need to check on need to catch up with it's an ongoing process you know what I'm saying but I know that not hearing from your people that you love can be really really whack and disheartening especially during times that you are going through something and if you're really not the type of person or the one to speak out or everyone just thinks that your life is perfect or that you got it all together, it can be even harder because it's just so uncomfortable, just not what people are used to. And I know that I personally don't, like I don't intentionally not reach out to people, but because I always have so much going on and so much in my mind and so much to do, and you know, I'm just chasing my dreams, I could get like lost in my own wave of things. And the phone calls and texts from people could be overwhelming and I've been trying to make it a very much so intentional habit to really try to be as present as possible even if it for me it just started with picking up the phone and answering a text like always no matter what calling back no matter what and I think my next step is me being the one to reach out you know like if you're not in my every day to day I'm really bad at not being the one to do that so yeah and yeah, that's what I wanted to do for my two cents. Cause I was really like, ooh, like let me try to find like cute little ways, like a little list of how to check on your friends. And it's like, nah, just do it, check on them, hold space, be there, give them space. And yeah, ask questions. Ask questions. And don't feel bad when someone doesn't want to open up to you. Don't take that personal either. So that is my two cents for the day. Ooh, and I do want to say, talk about the whole Isaiah Rashad thing a little bit. No, actually, we'll leave that for another day. But all I got to say is mind your business. What someone does sexually, man, woman, gay, straight, all of the different pronouns and things like that is none of your business. And black men really fall into addictions, fall into depression and different things because they are not, they feel like they're not allowed to express themselves with the way that they really want sexually. So people want to talk about checking on your strong friends and being mindful about people's mental health and stuff. But when it comes to things like Isaiah Rashad and that story of, if you don't know what happened, um, let, let me break it down. Isaiah Rashad, he's a rapper under TDE, and he's openly spoke about his battle with addictions and mental health. But at, maybe a couple weeks ago, there was a video found of him, like, basically 
sucking or doing oral, having getting oral and giving oral to guys and it was very explicit and I guess he never was he never came out as you know gay or whatever and he probably still isn't gay like I don't know what planet planet people live on but that's his business all of it and I know that him being outed like that definitely had a crazy impact on his mental health and I want to send prayers and light to him and to anybody else who is dealing with anything like that. It's, I know it's, that's, I couldn't even, I can't even empathize because I don't know what that feels like, but I know it has to be hard. So yeah, I just wanted to say that too, because black male mental health matters. And that's one thing that people just act like it don't matter. <laughs> so we're going to go on to our next topic, which will be gold. So for gold, if we're not doing an interview, we are highlighting something that I deem as valuable, like gold. And definitely we'll say Kanye West documentary, but I want to talk about that after I finish the whole thing. But the first episode of it was literal gold already. Make sure you check it out. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I'll give it time to sit for people to like sit with it or whatever. So that for sure. And of course, we know Kanye has been in the news for so many things. He is doing what Kanye, you know, does, especially when it comes to Kim Kardashian. And I found a thread by Kiana Fitzgerald, who is one of my favorite journalists. She is literal gold. Yeah, let me just read it. And this is in regards to Kanye and his antics when it comes to trying to get Kim Kardashian back publicly and um, the narrative is that of course this is like public harassment and harassment in a sense when you were forcing yourself and trying to get your ex back and public embarrassment and all kind of things um, but our girl Kiana did a really really great breakdown from her own personal experience who she has also been diagnosed with bipolar as well so I love hearing her thoughts because it is from a journalistic standpoint, and also from someone who truly experienced the same thing. Somebody who can actually empathize and give us more of a scope on what could possibly be going on with Kanye West. Okay, so I'm going to start here. This is Kiana Fitz at Kiana Fitz on Twitter. Please follow her. She's amazing. But she says, Ever since Kanye revealed his diagnosis, I've been writing about our similarities and the impact his moments of vulnerability could have on the perception of bipolar disorder. And here are her thoughts. She says, when I'm manic, the first thing I do is run to social media and express every single thought that pops into my mind. Nonsensical bullshit included. Many of y'all have seen me do this, and we might be seeing it happen in real time with Kanye West. She says on the next tweet, you can live decades of your life without bipolar manifesting. It can make it itself known at the most impromptu moments and at the most unexpected moments. This is the next tweet. I'm still learning how to extend compassion back to myself 
as I navigate life with this disorder. I haven't always been kind or understanding to myself or others who live with it. And that's something I'm working through every day. This is the next tweet from Kiana. I stay off of of social media as much as possible, but sometimes I need to be here for work and to maintain connections. And the conversations around Ye over the past few years have been very triggering and exhausting. This next one. You can talk about someone's actions without attacking their humanity. You can disprove of some disapprove of someone while also holding space to understand what they might not always be, but that they might not always be in their right state of mind. She says she was going to hold back, but she thinks it's pertinent to say that um, she obsesses over certain people during her mania. And for example, she says an ex of hers who was there during her first manic episode subsequently moved on and became her primary focus during her second episode. And shit got really uncomfortable. This is the next tweet. Just imagine being the most vulnerable you've ever been in your most raw and unfiltered state in front of the entire world day after day. Feeling unheard and misunderstood. It's a lot of perceived pressure on top of unwarranted pressure. So next tweet. I've lost a lot of friends behind this disorder. My first love pretty much said good luck and dipped because he couldn't handle my instability. I know Ye is making his own choices right now. I've made similar mistakes and I had to learn the hard way that nobody owes you anything. Just saying again that this is Kiana Fitz's words and not mine. I just want to reiterate that. Mania can be incredibly tempting and alluring. I know the path of feeling like God is with you and within you and not wanting to sacrifice that seemingly special bond. Feeling like it's the only thing that will save you, your loved ones, and the world. Damn. The last thing she said she wants to say, being diagnosed as bipolar has literally changed my life. In so many ways. I'm not here to absolve anyone of anything. I'm just here to provide some clarity and insight into one of the most misunderstood experiences out there. I'll put the tweet um, in the description box because there was a bunch of people talking about their own experiences. And you can even follow Kiana on TikTok, Kiana Fitz, where she shares more of her personal experiences dealing with bipolar disorder. So I'm going to honestly leave it at that. I just want y'all to make sure to check out the genius documentary on Netflix if you haven't yet. So, yeah, we're going to go on to our last segment of the day. I feel like this episode was really choppy, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, peace of mind. Let's move on to peace of mind. So what brought me peace of mind this week was the cutest photo that my dad sent in the group chat of him and my mom out for Valentine's Day, just out, you know, down the street, eating somewhere for brunch or lunch or whatever. And he was like, enjoying Valentine's, or he spelt it Valentine. He spelt it so wrong, but it was just really cute to see my parents being in love and in partnership like 31 years later. And just for a lot of other reasons, 
that are really personal to me, seeing them in love is the best thing that I think I've ever seen in my life. And it's just a testament to prayer, a testament to like hope and just to love and to family. And when that popped up on my phone, it made my entire day. And just, yeah, all the love. What's bringing me peace of mind is my family, my brothers, and my parents' cute asses. I love y'all so much. Until next week.